Diego, I can't record an episode with a puppy on my lap. <laughs> okay, you gotta leave me alone now, okay? Okay, bye. La, Hello, la, sexy, and welcome la, to this la, week's episode la, of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. I'd like to thank you for being here. It really does mean the world to me, and I really appreciate your responses to last week's episode. I loved making it, but there was a moment when I was like, should I be keeping this information to myself? And you made me feel like this is a safe space to be me. So thank you. I also love the response to my Starbucks story. It's nice to know that I wasn't the only one who was shook about somebody asking for their money back after doing a favor. One listener said, you know what? She was probably just trying to earn more Starbucks rewards points. And that's a theory I really hadn't considered before. It's quite possible. It's actually kind of genius if you ask me. I wonder if she thinks of me. I wonder if she lies in bed and regrets how lame she was that day. I hope that Americano that she ordered haunts her forever. My petty ass is now single-handedly going to invest every minute, every penny, every last ounce of energy that I have into building this show to be a household name. So then someone at our farmer's market will inevitably tell her about Big Lash Energy while they shop for kale. She'll fall in love at first listen, binge the first 28 episodes, having no idea whatsoever what's waiting for her in episode 29. Then she hits play on that tell-all episode and realizes that that broke, pathetic Canadian from the airport Starbucks and her poor decision-making is now haunting her like the ghost of Christmas past. She had no idea that that face that's haunted her every time she's tried to meditate is actually her favorite podcast host. And now everyone knows what a Scrooge she is. I mean, she did this with the holiday cup staring right at her. Now she's faced with the question, why do I hate the holidays? And realizes it must have something to do with the fact that when she was just a little girl, her father left her mom on Christmas Day by writing a note in Sharpie on her holiday Starbucks cup. Now she needs to seek out this podcast host so she can buy her brown sugar oat shaken espresso in a granola bar, get forgiveness, and find the joy of Christmas. <laughs> Coming to a Hallmark holiday movie near you. Okay, anyways. I got pretty distracted there for a second. What are we talking about this week? Oh, yes. Mojo. So this past year, there's something that I've heard almost every single time I've finished makeup. It's, there she is. It's pre-COVID me. Before I start a glam session, I always ask, what do you usually do for makeup? Because I like to gauge how natural or dramatic someone is comfortable being. So that obviously I don't make them feel like a drag queen or something. But these days, I swear that nine out of 10 women replies to me with, well, before COVID, I did X, Y, Z, but now I don't really do anything. Of course, there's nothing wrong with not wearing makeup. And I love when a woman is confident enough to feel good in her own skin. But for some of us, not doing those little extra things to make ourselves feel beautiful isn't just a change in preferences. It's a change in our investment into ourselves. The pandemic had so many of us, myself included, spending days on end at home in sweats. I personally was legally mandated not to work, so I had endless free time that I completely took for granted. I think I'd, I'd do anything to have that time back right now. I remember seeing super trashy shows on Netflix and thinking, oh, 
13 seasons. Perfect. And then binge watching a season a day, which is wild considering I never really watched TV before COVID. So with so much free time, I seriously lowered my standards with what I would watch. I indulged in season after season of catfish, dating shows, murder documentaries. But I think I hit a new all-time low as soon as I started watching reruns of the early 2000s reality series called Beauty and the Geek. I'm sure you probably never heard of it. (laughs) It was a show that paired supposedly unintelligent, quote, beauties with super smart so-called geeks. They'd compete in teams of two in challenges that either required brains or beauty. The best part of the show was by far the makeover episode. Now, this was the early 2000s. These girls, these beauties, had the skinniest of eyebrows, white eyeliner, chunky mascara, bangs with deep side parts, bumpets, layered tank tops with thick belts over their waists. I don't want to judge them because I'm pretty sure I fell victim to every single one of those horrible trends back then. But looking back now, those chicks are nowhere near as hot as they thought they were. And they acted like they were way too good for these guys. In true early 2000s fashion, the makeovers of the quote geeks always involved them having to be spray tanned with frosted tips. I died laughing every time one of these poor dudes would come crashing through their reveal wall sporting some weird outfit he'd never wear in the real world, holding a skateboard he did not know how to ride with an orange spray tan face and hair so heavily frosted any Backstreet Boy would have been jealous. Then the girls would see them and suddenly be interested like they weren't the same person that they were four hours ago. By the time these guys were marginally hotter, they now knew that with their spray tan and their intelligence, they were in fact too good for the girls. (laughs) Looking back now, I'm thinking, wow, that was a criminal waste of time. I will never get back. My point is, after all this sitting around canceled events, not really seeing anybody or having anything to really look forward to or look good for, it happened. We lost our mojo. I mean, maybe you didn't, but I know I sure did. And many others I've talked to said that they did as well. What's mojo, you ask? Well, I looked it up and there are all kinds of definitions. Google said mojo refers to a source of vigor energy, sexual potency, and power. The dictionary describes Mojo as a magic charm or power. Do you remember Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies? Yeah, well, he referred to Mojo as the libido, the life force, the essence, the right stuff, what the French call a certain I don't know what. I would describe Mojo as your spark, your motivation, and sex appeal. So let's put it this way. If you're feeling depleted, overwhelmed, stressed out, frumpy, tired, bored, or lethargic, you may have lost yours too. There are so many definitions for mojo, but today we're going to focus on that Austin Powers definition, the one that refers to your libido, your sexual energy or confidence. In this episode, we're going to discuss the importance of that spark, reasons why you may not be feeling like your sexiest self and how we can fix it. So grab a razor, toss out those granny panties, because today's episode is going to have you looking to wear G-strings in all the right places. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. (laughs) Now here's your favourite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. 
Roxy was a struggle during the pandemic. For example, I loved my nails. I wore them the exact same way every time I got them done. I had found the perfect shade of nude and I loved having a single rhinestone at the center of my cuticle on every finger. Then when lockdown happened, my nails grew out and suddenly every nail tech on Instagram was cringing as I used construction grade sandpaper to try and get the acrylic off. Afterwards, my nail beds were torn and shredded to bits. My nails were super short for the first time in my life and I just had to accept it. I know this sounds super trivial, but I look at my hands every day and saw the way that I cared for my nails as a part of who I was, just like having a tan and cute hair. But of course, I couldn't do any of that anymore either. All that sitting around changed me too. I've been kind to myself about it. I've accepted that we were in crazy circumstances and that my activity levels were at an all-time low at the same time that my access to the fridge was at an all-time high. Pair that with the stress of a global shutdown, not being able to see my family, not knowing how I'd pay my bills. Well, in all that, food had become my best friend. I went into the pandemic the fittest, slimmest, healthiest, most tanned I'd ever been with pretty nails, a cute haircut, and a love for putting together stylish outfits. But I came out pale, frumpy, fluffy, in sweatpants, with man hands, and a haircut that I'd done myself. Then things opened up, and while I could now finally go back to the gym, my work schedule went from zero to 100, and I was now thrown into the busiest year of my life. Now, I had no time for myself, and once again... My mojo took the back seat. How do I know this? Well, I used to love taking sexy pictures and stuff. I saw it as empowering and I considered myself a sexy person. I felt sexy, but somewhere along the way, I lost track of that part of me. Maybe you can relate. You might be asking, what does having mojo look like? Well, you know how much I love telling stories. I think this one is going to give you a pretty good idea. I know I've told part of this in another episode, but just hang in there with me because I'm taking this one in a different direction today. Now, we're going to go back a few years to a time when I was busy planning my second wedding. It was summer. I was busy with work and counting down to my date, October 15th. Near the end of the summer, I was booked to teach a makeup course at a college in my hometown, which was exciting because it meant that now I was going to have an excuse to see my family, even though it was my busy season. My mom said, while you're here, I was thinking maybe we'd throw you a bridal shower. I was surprised because I'd totally forgotten about all those other events that surrounded a wedding. And it was cute that my mom remembered without me having to say something. I was, however, slightly concerned because I'd been living in Vancouver for so long. I hadn't stayed in touch with any of my old friends in Kelowna and I doubted that any of my people in Vancouver would be able to make the four-hour road trip during wedding season because most of them worked in the wedding industry like me. I was touched and thankful though so I agreed to throwing the party while I was there. I told my then fiance and he said oh wow that's really sweet. Now Jaina I know how much you like to control all the details. When you go there, I want you to just relax and enjoy, okay? Don't try to take over. Just let them do what they want to do. He knew that because I worked in the wedding industry and saw all the best decorations and all the latest trends, that my expectations for events were high. Sure, but that didn't mean that I'd expect it from them. They knew nothing about all that stuff. Of course, I'd be thankful for whatever they put together for me. So I said, oh my gosh, of course. I care a lot about the details when I'm planning something, but I'd be happy for whatever they throw together. So the time comes 
it's time to make the four-hour road trip to Kelowna. I sang the whole way and in between songs, I wondered who of my besties was going to surprise me there. Also, I remember reminding myself, just go with the flow, be thankful, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. And when I pulled up, my mom ran to me. She hugged me. And once she let go, she said, About your bridal shower. Uh-huh. Well, we know how much the details matter to you. I said, yes. And that you like things your certain way. Uh-huh. So we thought maybe you'd rather plan it yourself. I said, what? She said, this way you can have a fancy party like you like it. And you're not going to know who's coming. So there's still an element of surprise. And it's going to be in two days. This was my worst nightmare. For someone who cares a lot about the details, I sure don't want to be left with only two days to plan it. So what did I do? (laughs) Well, I hit the ground running. There was so much to do to get the party ready in two days. So much for relaxing. So I decided that I was going to do a Moulin Rouge theme because red roses would be really easy to find. We bought every bouquet that we could find, placed them everywhere around the house. I booked a chocolate fountain and two photographers to come and take boudoir photos of each of the guests. Again, I had no idea who they were going to be, so I told my mom to tell the ladies to bring something sexy to wear. I stressed like crazy trying to put that event together because I knew that if people were coming all the way from Vancouver, it had to be fabulous. Well, as fabulous as I could make it in two days. The day of the party, the doorbell rang. And my heart jumped. Oh my gosh, who's it gonna be? My best friend? Someone from work? My fiance's family? I ran to the door. It was my mom's best friend. Okay, no problem. That's just the first guest. Next doorbell? Oh, my dad's coworker. Okay. Another one of my mom's friends. Mom's client. My sister's friend. Mom's friend's kid. My sister's best friend's kid. By the time everyone had arrived, there were only two people my age besides my sister. They were girls I'd played sports with back in the day, but we hadn't even spoken in over 10 years. In fact, we weren't even Facebook friends. If that tells you anything. Not a single person came from Vancouver. I'm not even sure if they'd been invited. And in fact, besides my grandma and aunt, mom and sister, no one at that party was even invited to my wedding. Yeah. Talk about awkward. So anyways, where am I going with this? Right, the boudoir shoot. So we had this cute setup in the living room where the two photographers would pose each woman so she could leave with a series of sexy photos. See, I've always wanted women to celebrate their mojo. Of course, I planned this thinking it was going to be my close friends who would be super down for something like this. I wasn't thinking I'd have to convince all my mom's buddies to try and get sexy, but here we were. Each woman would go into my mom's bedroom, chained into what she was going to wear for her photo shoot, and then she'd have her 15 minutes in front of the camera. Most women were awkward, not going to lie. I mean, of course, they were doing their best, but also clearly insecure. This was probably their first time doing something like this. Then came Ellen. This woman had been a family friend of ours for years. In fact, she was my vocal coach back when I was in high school. And actually, now that I think of it, she was the one who introduced me to my first husband. She was easily the most voluptuous woman in the room. She had curves for days. She's absolutely beautiful, but you know, just curvy. But when she walked out of the bedroom in her white lingerie set, everybody's jaws dropped. She commanded the room like nobody's business. It was a while ago, but I do still remember that it was satin and it had feathers on it or something. And oh my God. She stood so confidently in her womanhood. I remember she said, My partner 
loves this outfit. She said it with such conviction. Then she worked that camera like it was made for her. I was mesmerized. I was in awe, totally taken aback. I wanted to see if anyone else noticed what I was seeing, so I looked over at my sister. There she was, standing in a little row with her best friend from high school and my estranged hockey teammate. The three of them had easily what most people would describe as, you know, perfect model bodies, flat stomachs, perky boobs, no one over a size six. Each of them were standing with their arms awkwardly covering their stomachs, anxious about their turn to get in front of the camera. And they were also mesmerized by Ellen. I'll never forget seeing one of the skinny girls say, Wow, she's so sexy. The other said, yeah, yeah, yeah. that my friend is mojo. It has nothing to do with size and everything to do with a vibe. It's a confidence, a sexual energy that you give off. Sexy is a feeling. It comes from the inside. It has nothing to do with the size of your jeans. I think about Ellen often, most recently when I was just doing a promo photo shoot in Los Angeles. I knew that I was going there much fluffier than the last time I did a photo shoot. I knew that I might not like how I looked in the photos as much as I did before, but I decided, fuck Fuck it. it. I channeled that Ellen mojo and I stood confidently in a completely see-through thong bodysuit with my nips out and everything, reminding myself that sexy isn't a size, it's a vibe. And if I believe it... Everyone who sees the photos will, too. I believe that there are four relationships that we have to sexual energy, and I think that everybody falls within one of these categories. So the first is the ghost of Mojo Past. Now, for this one, you had it in college or maybe before kids or possibly before you put on some weight. You can look back and remember the times when you were comfortable in your skin, times when you wore what you wanted confidently. You'd put on that push-up bra, show off some skin. You enjoyed the attention and put that extra effort in. But time has passed. Maybe your schedule changed. Maybe your priorities changed. Your weight changed. And now you just don't see yourself that way anymore. Then there's the unicorn mojo. You know that there's a sexy spark out there in the universe, but you've never had it. Maybe you grew up as a tomboy. Maybe you were too distracted with other things to really put time or energy into feeling sexy. It just simply wasn't ever a thing that mattered to you. And maybe you don't care for it to be. You identify as smart, successful, funny, friendly, or cool. You don't feel the need to be sexy at all. You've decided to stay in your own lane and leave that sexy stuff to, well, the sexy people. Then... The third one. This is a hard one, but I do need to say it because so many women experience it and don't even know. This is the one I call the suppressed mojo. This is the person who's had some sort of sexual trauma and now avoids any kind of sexy as protection because you don't want to express yourself sexually because to you it means the possibility of inviting more trauma. I understand this completely. I've been there. But what we're talking about today is you feeling that spark, expressing that sexy for you, not for anybody else. Then, lastly, there's the indestructible mojo. This is honestly a category I never really knew existed until I met my friend Ricky. This woman has a sexy spark that is simply inextinguishable. In the last 13 years that I've known her, she's been every size from a 2 to a 14, for real. And her love for herself has been un 
wavering. In other words, her weight has changed, but her confidence never has. She's always taken the time for herself, loved herself. And if you identify as having an indestructible mojo, then thank you for listening up till this point. I'll see you next week. The rest of this episode might be a bit of a waste of your time. (laughs) Oh, before you go, can you share this with someone less blessed than you in the sexy spark department? Mm Okay. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know what? Time's up. I said it. Time's up. Enough is enough. I don't know about you, but I'm so done living life without that sexy spark. All of this started years ago, and now a new year's just around the corner. We can't be bringing this with us into 2023. That's just gross. It's time to dust our shoulders off, leave the crocs and stretchy waistbands behind. Circumstances may have peed all over our sexy parade back in the day, but it's time to strike up the band and march again. Are you ready for a super sexy 2023? Yes, mama. Let's go get our mojo back. If you're with me on this quest, then listen up to my list of four things that I'd like to try along with you to get our mojo back. It's like a little experiment that we can do together, right? Okay, so here we go. The first thing that we need to do in order to get our mojo back, are you ready for this? It's time to get motivated. (laughs) Rule number one, I hate to do this, but unfortunately, it absolutely has to be done. You cannot wear sweatpants. Sweats are mojo killers, like the worst kind, for so many reasons. I mean, there's a reason why my sister's husband refers to them as giving up on life pants. (laughs) First of all, They give you too much room to expand without noticing. It's what happened to so many of us during COVID, right? You wear these elastic waistbands and you can gain five, 10, 15 pounds. What do they call it? The COVID-15 and not really notice it at all until you try to put on a pair of fitted pants and go, Oh shit, I thought I was the same this whole time. Also, their bulk makes you feel like you're a lot bigger than you are. So you just naturally don't feel as sexy in them. I know this because during COVID, I rocked a pair of sweatpants for two, three, five, okay, fine, maybe a week straight. And I felt pretty chunky. And then when I took them off and finally looked at the body that was under there, I was like, oh, damn, I didn't realize that maybe I wasn't that fluffy. (laughs) Also, they encourage stillness and lethargy. They're comfortable, but remember, change doesn't happen when you're comfortable. So chuck them in a box and tell them that you'll see them later. Of course, I do still want you to be comfortable around the house, but you've got to feel sexy too. So try maybe, I don't know, an oversized t-shirt that shows off your smooth, glossy legs and touchable skin, or maybe a tank top and some booty shorts if you like that ass. Maybe try some cute clingy pants and a low cut top that shows off that cleavage. Regardless, whatever you choose, let it be something that shows off your favorite part. Something that you could catch yourself in the mirror and say, oh, hello. Next, you need to do something nice for yourself. For me, getting a spray tan always does it. Thankfully, they're much better now than they were in the days of Beauty and the Geek. (laughs) But having color has a similar effect to wearing a little black dress. Dark colors look smaller. They're slimming. So when I'm tanned, I feel so much more comfortable naked. A hair appointment could also be ideal. I know that I'm a whole 
brand new human whenever I leave that hair salon. For real though. I'll be whipping my hair around, trying to find the good light. I'll orchestrate a whole Beyonce hair fan movement in my car, complete with sing-along. It's a vibe. But I know that sometimes it's hard to get a booking last minute and it can be expensive. So if you're on a budget, try just simply taking some extra time to style your hair. Dedicate an extra 20 minutes to add some extra volume or feel just a little more put together than usual. Also, you could book yourself in for a massage or if you're on a budget, hey, you could team up with a girlfriend and do them for each other. And the best part about doing that is you could actually just nap after. There's no strings attached. It's not a massage with having to ride some dick. (laughs) Pedicures are also cheap and cheerful. Hell, doing something nice for yourself may be as simple as just shaving your legs or spending a little extra time in the shower. Either way, do something that makes you feel more fabulous immediately. Next up, this one's going to take a little extra time, but trust me, it's worth it. Lashes and lingerie. Okay, so this is where you need to romance yourself, damn it. This is it. It's time to reintroduce yourself to the sexy side of you. That bad bitch that COVID kidnapped or hell, maybe you're meeting her for the first time. Regardless, I need you to light a candle or three. Put on some lashes. I'm telling you, there's a reason I call this big lash energy. They do something for your soul. (laughs) Put on something that makes you feel sexy. Is it lace? Is it satin? Fishnet? A corset? Leather? I don't care as long as you feel fine as fuck. Also, don't forget the heels, okay? Now, slow down. Look in the mirror. Take a second to appreciate that body you've been blessed with all of it turn on a sexy song dance for yourself in the mirror if you'd like a suggestion i would like to prescribe that you listen to earned it by the weekend from the 50 shades of gray soundtrack that one does it for me every damn time hell if you have to do it with headphones on so you can hear it nice and loud and let yourself go explore touch the fabric play with your hair put on a show It's your little secret rendezvous with the sexy side of you. If the moment moves you, touch yourself. You know what your body needs better than anyone else. Once those candles are lit and that song is playing, you might not be able to help yourself. And why would you want to? I'm just saying, enjoy. Lastly, I'd like you to say this mantra out loud, okay? We are going to manifest sexy right now, shall we? So... I need you to repeat after me. I am sexy. I don't think you said that out loud. You know why? Because I wouldn't. (laughs) I'd be walking around cleaning my house or shopping for groceries like, Okay, Jaina, so corny. No, no, it's not corny. You need to hear yourself say it out loud. It's powerful. Trust me. How many times have you walked past the mirror and said out loud to yourself, Ugh, I look terrible today. Just yesterday, I woke up caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror without makeup and I said out loud ugh disgusting can you believe that I mean if a stranger walked past me and said disgusting I'd want to knock them out if a friend called me disgusting we wouldn't be friends anymore so why would I say that to myself our words are powerful because what we say with our mouths our minds believe and that's not healthy at all it's certainly not going to help bring our mojo back so here we go I don't care if you're in the grocery store let that old lady picking through the turnips hear you say it I am sexy I am sexy are you saying it I am sexy damn it every single part of me 
Okay, so this time, I want you to think about that part of you that you criticize the most. Maybe it's some dimples on the back of your legs or your tummy or some stretch marks. Probably something nobody else notices, but you constantly think about it. Focus on whatever that is. Are you thinking about that thing? Okay, now say it again, this time with that thing in mind. Every single part of me is sexy. From my lips to my hips, my toes to my fingertips, the way that I smell, the way that I smile, the way that I move, my curves and my style. I am a one of a kind, one of a kind, mint condition, fine ass human. I'm free to touch myself, enjoy myself, celebrate myself because I have to love me before everyone else. Whew. That's it. Those are the rules. I'm going to be doing all of this with you. Trust me. I need it too. The no sweatpants thing is going to be hard, but I believe in us and I think it's going to be worth it. I'm super curious what your take is on all of this. So if you try it and have any feedback, please be sure to reach out and tell me. Also, between now and next week, the first 10 listeners who send me a photo or a message on Instagram wearing something cute with a candle lit and the song that I suggested playing, I will send you a $10 Starbucks gift card as an extra reward for doing something good for yourself. Just a little gift from me to the sexy version of you. Oh, and if you win, I promise not to ask for your PayPal so that you can send me the money back. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I appreciate you more than I can express. Next week, we're going to be talking about something else that's pretty sexy, and I know it's going to be a good one. In the meantime, if you have a friend who you think could benefit from this podcast, could you pretty please share it with them? I hear every time you do, a hardworking, shy mama works for herself in the mirror. It's true. I'm doing my very best to grow this tribe, but I need your help. So go tell the world, boo. Until next week, of course, no sweatpants, but also please go be your sexiest, most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Yeah, I take, what you feel?